Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beat the Bell. I'm Ian Whitfield, joined here by Shane Riley. Shane, how are you doing today? I'm, uh, I'm great, Ian. We have a, another good episode in store for you guys. Only three topics today is we're going to be jumping right into the uh, Final Four discussion. Um, we're going to be talking about you know who we think is going to end up winning the big dance. Duke obviously lost, and is R.J. Barrett still a top three pick? And Chuma... Okiki was diagnosed with a torn ACL and, uh, you know, how we think Auburn's going to fare in the tournament. So we can go ahead and jump right into it. I'll start off with the first topic. Out of the four teams remaining in the NCAA tournament, who do you believe is going to win the big dance, Ian? Uh, I'm going to go with Michigan State, even though I think all four teams have a very good realistic chance at um, winning the big dance. Michigan State took down the best team in the uh, tournament in Duke, 68-67 in the East Regional. In that game, they showed so much. They showed how physical they were. They showed how dynamic their team is. They don't just have one player they rely on, like how Duke relied on Zion and a couple other pieces, R.J. Barrett, obviously. But Sparty is one of the best te- passing teams in America. They average over 18 assists per game, which is amazing, and they're one of the most physical teams, as I already mentioned. I think that's going to fare them really well up in the next round here. And obviously, they have Cassius Winston, who... I've only watched a couple times, but every single time I've watched him, he looks, he's absolutely—he's unguardable. And there's no other way to say it, because no matter who they put up against, like an elite defender like R.J. Barrett can't handle him or anything. And R.J. Barrett's got like four inches to five inches on the man. So I think that Michigan State is going to go all the way, and I think they're going to win this tournament. I'm going to take the other side uh, on that side of the bracket. I believe Texas Tech is going to win the whole thing. Uh, as a team, they've shot over 84% from the free throw line in their past two games. Uh, as we've seen in most March Madness games, it comes down to the very end. Very close games. Uh, a couple free throws can really sway the game your way. I think their ability to shoot that well. And they also shot almost 40% uh, in the Elite Eight against Gonzaga, who is was a, a one seed, who is a very solid team. So, I mean... This team can shoot well, but not only do they shoot well, uh, their defense is insane. Uh, they, they've they had eight-plus eight, eight plus steals and four-plus blocks in the last two games that they played in the Sweet 16 in the Elite Eight. Uh, they're led by Jarrett Culliver, who scored 19 in the Elite Eight versus Gonzaga. Uh, as long as they continue with their brand of basketball, you know, playing good defense and shooting at high percentage, I think they're giving themselves a great chance to uh, take the take the big dance and win the, the championship, Ian. Um yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game between Michigan State and Texas Tech. Um, heading into our next topic, Duke was eliminated in the Elite Eight by Michigan State. R.J. Barrett missed what could have been game-time free throws in the remaining seconds. Obviously, when I say this next question, we're not talking about just the free throws. But, Shane, after the tournament and after the season, is R.J. Barrett still a top-three pick in your eyes? I think R.J. Barrett is definitely a top-three pick in my eyes. Um, although his shooting percentage and free throw uh shooting percentage was not that high. Uh, he shot 30 from three and uh, 66.5% from the free throw line. Uh, I believe his instincts and his ability to get to the basket and, you know, get the end ones, even though he didn't shoot that high of a percentage from the free throw line, I think it's uh, uncomparable to anybody else in college basketball. And going into the NBA, I think he can uh, take those abilities because uh, you can't teach the mental side of the game. You can help train the physical side, but I think uh, from a mental standpoint, he's one of the smartest basketball players on the court at all times. Um, I think that he is comparable to D'Angelo Russell. Both are very tall guys. Um, they're both lefties. Uh, I think that his his shooting percentage can be improved. Uh, we've seen it happen with guys like Giannis uh, and uh, like the other big guys in the league. I mean, Joel Embiid, he's not a point guard, but 
Um, we can he definitely can improve those numbers, and I think that uh, his size and his his mental ability are definitely uh, worth a top three pick in this NBA draft. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you on that one. Um, I think R.J. Barrett is definitely a top three. I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, he's not that – he doesn't shoot well in this day in the NBA. You need to shoot. That is true. I'm not saying you don't have to at this level. But, I mean, you look at a guy, a six foot seven guard who's super rare to find with that size and how well he uses his size. He's one of the best finishers around the rim that you'll find in the entire draft, and he uses his elite size extremely well. He's great at finding the open man, and overall, he's a great guard. He opens up lanes for other players. You saw that with Zion, too. His shooting does need work, as you mentioned, only shooting about 33% from three and 66% from the line. So I think if a team a team will take RJ in the top three, I think it's going to be the Cavaliers, which a lot of other people are thinking, too. Thinking uh, John Morant's going to go number two, Zion number one. But if RJ goes number three overall, I think basically you take him and basically say, we're going to turn this kid into a decent shooter because he's already got all the tools around the rim. So I think RJ is definitely still a th- top three pick and someone that teams are going to depend or going to love in the draft. Yeah, I think most guys going into the NBA have to improve on their shooting. So I, yeah. definitely, could, I definitely could see it happening. Uh, jumping into our last topic here this week, uh, Chuma Okiki was diagnosed with a torn ACL after their win uh, over UNC in the Sweet 16. Um, going forward, are they a legitimate contender uh, missing that piece in their lineup for the championship, Ian? Yeah, that team being Auburn. Um, I think they're definitely still contenders. Auburn showed in the Elite Eight that they don't have to shoot lights out from three points to win games. Um, the Tigers only have made seven three-pointers against Kentucky. This is obviously after the UNC game where they beat them by 17, which was extremely impressive. But Okiki is a great player, don't get me wrong, but they don't depend on one player. I mean, they have Jared Harper and Bryce Brown, who combined for 50 points against the Wildcats. They scored 12 of their 26 in overtime. Like, the Tigers are going to miss Chuma Oki. Like, don't get me wrong, he's their third-leading scorer. But Auburn doesn't just rely on that one player, and they showed that. And they also use their elite defense to help them win games, especially when they're not shooting well, which is what they did against Kentucky and what they did against North Carolina, even though they were shooting lights out against North Carolina. They had 14 turnovers. They forced 14 turnovers, sorry, in that game and only shot and only made seven threes. And they got to the free throw line 24 times. Like, that's that's going to win you basketball games. So I think Auburn definitely still has a chance and I think has a – I think I could see them making the championship. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think um, beating UVA is a reachable goal for them. Uh, UVA obviously lost to a 16 seed last year, but they uh, really turned it around this season making the Final Four. But they've, they've won some close games down the stretch. Obviously, that game against Purdue, uh, obviously a fantastic finish, and UVA's into the Final Four. But I think that uh, that if they make the championship, they're going to have a hard match against Texas Tech and Michigan State, who are both teams that are very disciplined, uh, both sides of the ball. I think that missing Okiki from their lineup, uh, which is a solid piece. He was averaging 12 points per game. Uh, obviously, he scored the 20 points against UNC in the, the – um, Sweet 16, so I think it's going to be hard for them to win the championship, but I think making the championship is a reasonable goal for them, especially since they have Bryce Brown and Jared Harper. Uh, they're both going to have to step up in order for them to uh, really make a push at the championship, but I definitely can see it happening. Both those guys have been lights out in the tournament, and I could definitely see it happening moving forward. Uh, that's all we got this week. Thank you for joining us, and keep tuning in for more sports news and for more uh, breakdown of the sports world. Thank you.